Potter avoids a scare in the forest, and it's Moyes lost his magic. How are we, Tate? All good, thank you, mate. I'm good. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year to yourself and all those that are listening. All the loyal listeners. Yep. We're here 2023 and first part of the year. Yeah, big one. Episode 26, starting on the, um, well, we've done a quarter century down. Yep. And starting on the next. Yes, the episode next 26, load. New Year's. Uh, yeah, no, happy New Year to all. Um, any um, New Year's resolutions? Nah, nah, I'm not. I'm not one of them. I don't really, don't really do all that by no. myself. Uh, not really a news resolution, but I, I need to train for this marathon. So <laughs> yeah, get running maybe. I need to get running a bit more, so mm. maybe less drinking, more running. Yeah, until well. April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not, what when Arsenal win the league in May? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get on to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get on to that. Um, right, let's start with the um, the first teaser of the year. Maybe we should look like to a tally jack and see how many you get throughout the year. Well, yeah, we could definitely. <laughs> I think last year I'm quite right. surprised. Yeah. I mean, I think I've covered them. I got horribly wrong, but yeah, I did alright. So I actually made this up last night, um, watching match today, doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> and um, here we go. Gavin Bazunu saved his first ever penal- Premier League penalty against Alexander Mitrovic on Saturday for Southampton. But which goalkeeper has saved the most Premier League penalties in history? Oh God. Yep. All so, right. Yeah. Which goalkeeper has saved the most Premier League? Penalties in Premier League history. All right. Um, I've got the top four here, so we can uh, we can discuss. Right. So only one place to start was the first game of this game week at yep. the London Stadium. Jack's second team. Yeah, my favourite <laughs> second team. Um, West Ham versus Brentford. Um, so going into this game, this was one of was this one of the five games that you had bookmarked in, in the arse pod? That yeah, the four I've. I've got a similar obviously the, the rest of them coming up but yeah those four games this was the first of the four that I said they can't lose any of them and they've lost the first one so not I'm, I'm not it doesn't mean they're done and I'm, I'm not correct but it's not a good start but yeah two them to Brentford wouldn't it in the end mm-hmm. and Brentford have seemed to come out this little Christmas break really well yeah, two will draw with two yeah. will draw at home to Spurs and a, and a two nil win away at West Ham That's, four yeah. points out of them games four points out of six for any team yeah. lower half is a yeah. good is a good return. Yeah, and exactly that. And for little old Brentford, four points against two relatively big London Premier League football clubs is yeah, it's massive for them. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, they were, they're just good though. No, they are they are just a good mid-table team. And and uh, to be honest, I don't think West Ham fans in particular were that confident going into the game. But mm. like I said, Brentford. If you just think of the name Brentford, you should be beating them. But mm. Yeah, no, it's a good game. I, mean, I, I fancy Brentford going in just because the form Tony seems to have... Oh, it yeah, was before the World Cup and then after the World Cup he's come out got another two goals in two games. Unfortunately, looked like he was injured. He came off injured, didn't he? But they reckon yeah, he might like, be back that's why today I'm not already. Sure, but yeah, how drastic severe. that injury that is. Yeah. Um, obviously, good news for them if they can get him back as, as quick as possible. But yeah, it looked like he jarred his knee. It didn't mm. look like a nice... Came off nice on a stretcher, but they reckon he might be back for tonight, mm. so it can't be that, that no. severe. Um, before we opened the goal scoring, Rice hit the post mm. for a nice little strike, but then West Ham didn't really threaten that much. Yeah, I've similar, yes, yes, it's similar to you, so I, yeah, they had the Rice hit the post from like a, almost like a, becoming a trademark little Rice yeah. bend, bend into the far corner, but they had a corner just wide, uh, 
they had a, a header yeah. from a corner sorry that just went wide um, a possible foul on Dawson as well that obviously they were throwing their arms up for mm. but it was not given and then from that moment really it was all it was a very comfortable game for Brentford mm. in the end wasn't it um, two very sloppy goals because one was from a long throw wasn't it good save from Fabianski and then Tony smashed in the rebound yeah. with a, a lovely shithousery celebration yeah. <laughs> I wonder I mean uh, I assume it's Irons like, yeah, yeah it's, 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 to it's yeah. piss take yeah, it's got I don't be. know if it was anything he'd done but yeah it was very very nice to see yeah, he must have got so I think he must have got some irons. grief there last year yeah. or something so it's a bit of a yeah, two fingers up yeah, he's got a bit of history only Tony like, even with Arsenal I think he's mm. done a fair bit and, did a tweet didn't he yeah and um yeah, the Irons at the weekend, or whenever it was, was quite pleasant it's to Friday see. Friday night, wasn't it? it seems yeah. Well, I've got here, obviously, Brentford 1-2, but I couldn't tell you what day they played. Yeah. It was whenever, but... Yeah, no, good good start for Brentford and Tony again. And then um, the second goal from Josh De Silva was like a long ball, was a long ball of throwing, wasn't it? And then, yeah, um, Tony got it again, lobbed it over, and it was sort of like a go on, just chase this yeah. and yeah, whether, De Silva. That's what I was confused. Whether... Um, Creswell was absolutely stuck in the mud, mm. or De Silva is rapid, and I had yeah. no idea how quick <laughs> yeah. he was. He just yeah. ate up the ground, shoved him out of the way, yeah. opened his body up, and lovely left foot finish into the corner, two 0 before half time. Yeah, I think it was more that I've, I think Chris Hall just confused and so hesitant, and then at that moment it was too late. The silver was full pelt, and yeah, like you said, ate up the ground and breezed past him and slotted nicely past Fabianski, didn't he? Yeah, two 0 up after forty three minutes, mm. and I think I imagine the the booze rang out yeah, around the London Stadium. I think West Ham fans were leaving from about seventieth minute, and that was the first booing. time West Ham found themselves. Two plus goals behind at half time in the Premier League game since uh, November 2019 against Spurs. Yeah. And I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was um, Mourinho's first game it in was, charge. Yeah. He won 3 1 or so. Yeah. Ali did that nice bit of skill by mm. the uh, the touchline, didn't he? That was when things were looking up. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Delhi. Delhi Ali, I don't know if you're, anyone's following, but yeah, he got subbed off the other day, didn't he, for Basictas? Yeah, and he missed a penalty in some uh, game that looked like it was played at Melbourne's. Not that even is. not even at the Trumps City ground, Melbourne yeah, Park. A bit, a bit behind <laughs> it, yeah. That is one fall from grace in a deadly alley. It's mental. Um, but yeah, yeah, two nil game done, wasn't it? Really, and pretty much. I think West Ham had a, again a late header from Dawson that Raya tipped over, but mm. they had a penalty awarded, <coughs> but then overturned yes. by box. It was outside the outside box. Outside, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was the correct decision. But yeah, last yeah, West Ham were leaving. 70th minute, obviously, I think the trains were buggered and things like that. But mm. yeah, 70th minute, they were booing and. Yeah, is it, is it that it was a big old meltdown again? But is it time for is it time Moyes to go? But maybe I'm jumping the gun. But well, yeah, you said that so that that result left them um, a point above the relegation zone mm-hmm. um, on in seventeenth. Well, I think it was sixteenth at the time, but obviously Everton yeah. got the point. So they're seventeenth now. They sit level on points with Forest. Um, only only out the gold only out the relegation zone and goal difference minus nine goal difference compared to Forest's minus twenty two. Mm. Lost their last five. Leads yep. up next, leads away next. Yep. Well, so the, the the that little run I was saying. This this was the first game Brentford at home. They've lost. They've now got um, Leeds Leeds away, Wolves away, which is two huge, the classic six point inverted commas six pointer, and Everton at home. And mm. they just have to they have to win two out of three. Have to. Mm. That Leeds away game is massive. And I even think I, I put a note here because they've got they've actually got Brentford away at the weekend in the FA Cup oh, right. and I know a lot of teams have, have all, always want to every fan wants to win trophies and yeah. like, love going and love a nice cup round and West Ham fans especially are very fond of their yeah. um, Europa League run and how good that was well they're doing that now in the yeah. Conference League they're, and they're smashing it's, that it's a nice break away from like yeah. the, the grind of the league especially when not having a good season Arsenal did it 
couple of years ago when we won the FA Cup, we finished eighth in the league, which was just yeah. a slog. But in the FA Cup, it was completely different. Yeah. West Ham's last trophy was in 1980, the FA Cup. Away at Brentford, if they lose that, then I think that's always done. Yeah, I mean, we Re- spoke about it. I thought, I thought he'd be gone by now. The fact they lost at the mm. weekend, I just thought, oh, this this could be, like you said, I could wake up and Moyes mm. be gone. But yeah, maybe I don't know. It's it's that classic though. Are they are they stuck in the mud? Like, do they wait their turn and trust in Moyes mm. and say right, sort us out, or do they now just before January's or it's now January, but. Just as January's beginning, do they get a new manager in and go right? Keep us in the league. It's it's yeah, it's mm. very difficult difficult decision to make. Well, he is the bookies' favourite to go at five to four, followed by who do you reckon the other two are? Conte, he's third. Potter, uh, Lampard. Oh, Lampard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. We'll get so, on to Everton. But, yeah, yeah. Moyes is the favourite. Is the book fra- next favourite to go? Mm. Um, I do think he's. Uh, his success, what's his success? His good performances at West Ham are, kept, uh, are giving the board a bit more faith yeah, in him. Of course, the last season, um, like, why would you? There's no reason. Yeah. He's been at West Ham for two full years, mm. and um, they finished sixth and seventh respectively, which are yeah great for them. I know they're sitting in seventeenth now, but and also um, it's it's a lack of options for me out there. Like, who are yeah. you going to get, Stephen Gerrard? No chance. Oh, really? No. Um, well, you know the man you, I'd want. You can't even you can't even get my mate back now, Scott Parker. No, yeah, he's oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. You're talking about Deli Alley, talking about Scott Parker. What's that? Just <laughs> emerged out of nowhere. Got to Club Bruges, isn't he? Ridiculous. He's going to be managing in Champions League <laughs> in the next six months. From absolutely mental. Yeah, weird. Um, weird can't get my mate. I can't get his nice jacket back. No, <laughs> you're not going to get Poch because he only wants to manage Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I don't know, but well, my answer is Sean Dyche, but. Obviously, West Ham are far too massive for Sean Dyche. <laughs> they, they want the the David Moyes, Gollum. You can't get Slavin Bilic back. He's at Watford. No, no. Um, but I've, I've got a note here on West Ham's, maybe why they're struggling, um, is their recruitment this summer. So um, we'll start from, from lowest fee to highest fee. I've got these in um, euros. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't convert them. But um, Ariola from PSG. He was on loan all of last year and played the cup games. He doesn't. I don't. I know Fabianski is a good goalkeeper, and he's been with West Ham a few years. Like great, uh, what's the word? Stordian is that? Uh, service, service, or yeah. clubman, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's time to move on. He's like yeah. 38 now, I think. Yeah. Like he's made a couple of errors. Probably could have done better. A couple of goals at Arsenal. Um, yeah. I, I just think they've bought him for. I know it, was like it was. It was 10 million euros. They could. They should play him. He's a better goalkeeper. Yeah. Than, got to be, he? He he's a better goalkeeper than Fabianski now. Mm. Um, Flynn Downs here. He's, a, he's a young lad from the championship but is he good enough and it was uh, like 8 million quid is he good enough and now at this Don't point know. as well now they're struggling and in a relegation fight is you people managers mm. as well they tend to avoid playing youngsters yeah. so now Flynn Downs is like buggered he's young he wants to play but they that managers think right we use experience we need to get out of this we're in a tough period mm. they avoid using youngsters so he's in a really difficult position but then is it worth giving him a youngster chuck him in the deep end where Suchek has been Awful, horrific yeah, awful and um, where they lined up through at the back um, at the weekend uh, uh, on Friday night they then played um, Piquetta in a, set, in a in like a low centre mid I've got that about the team though. first time this season mm. Suchek hasn't started a Prem game mm. um, no Kerrer since his move from PSG and Rice and Piquetta for the first time together mm. as a midfield two and obviously they lost 2-0 at home so I, similar to what you're saying but it's more that Moyes has 
actually tried to this season tried to change things up. He's gone to a mm. three at the back and thought, let's give it a go at the weekend. You like I just said, but he's played different players together and the so-called players that people were calling for. Mm. I know it's only one game and you can't just give up, but he's at, he's not just sticking to what he's done. I know yeah. they're necessarily not happy with who they've got and who they haven't sold and things. He's just trying different things. He isn't actually he? is actually he is actually trying to manipulate things and and go a different route, but it's obviously not working. Mm. Because I don't, I don't particularly rate that Kerr. I don't think he's had played no. great. Um, yeah, he gave a nothing. sloppy penalty. I'm a sloppy penalty. A sloppy penalty against you lot, I yeah. think, or maybe scored he, no he, goal. He played brilliantly against us. That, I mean, obviously um, that's the only time I really watched them with like major intent. But no, it was against Warbeck. He took Warbeck mm. out. I think that was it. He scored a no goal against you. I think. Yeah, he was um, good against us that night. But Emerson came in from Chelsea. For hasn't really played, million. is he? I don't know. I think it's rubbish anyway. <laughs> it wasn't good enough for Chelsea. I know, it, I know it sounds stupid, but if you're not good enough for Chelsea and quite clearly not mm. good, he was owned out to Leon, and then he, he's one of them players also, which is he's a wing back. He ain't a left back. No. So he played wing back with Creswell playing yeah. the left centre. And he's not going to play in a, 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 a back even four. a back three, but a back four at West Ham where it's like David Moyes West yeah. Ham. It's not. It's it's only different yeah. to Chelsea. Like playing Marcus Alonso there. Exactly. He, he's yeah. not, not, no. not going to work. Um, Maxwell Cornet is he's not a bad player, but he's been injured, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, same as their their centre half from Morocco, Agar. Agar, yeah, he yeah. played in the World Cup, didn't he? But that bits was and it. bobs, yeah, yeah, he got injured. Skamaka has been a flop so far. Yeah. And there's no two ways about no. it. Yeah, yeah, he has. He doesn't look great, and <clears throat> he hasn't been great. And then when his replacement Antonio has been a shambles this yeah. year, yeah. maybe it's probably maybe it's his last top year in the Prem. I don't know, mm. but he's been an absolute shambles. And, and the then Kufau and Suchek, yeah. Suchek, like we keep saying, has just been shocking. Mm. I think plenty of West Ham agree with that as well. Bowen hasn't got the goals he got last year so no. far. Um, I mean, I'll probably get a bit of hate for this, but last year I can't remember a player scoring as many deflected goals. Squirming them in. But that's really. that's something like that's the luck that goal scorers get. Yeah. And that's obviously the the fine margins that yeah. he's not getting these little nicks and things that were going in. Mm. And that's just that's might be why he's on. I don't know two three goals yeah. this year instead of five or six. It makes yeah. a difference, doesn't it? And then we talk about signings, but Paqueta come mm. in and like we keep saying, him in a Brazil side. Of course he's going to look good, but he's again playing for David Moyes West Ham. It's a totally mm. total um, different, isn't it? And totally he played different. in that uh, that deeper playing role for Brazil, didn't he? he played alongside yeah. Casemiro with Neymar, yeah, Richarlison, Vinicius, and Rafinha in front yeah. of you. Um, a team that dominate the ball that are on the yeah. front foot all the time. It's and playing with confidence. Yeah. They're a team playing with confidence. And yeah, you go back to a West Ham team, like we said, seventeenth in the league. They lost eleven games. Like it's a yeah, it's a totally different scenario than playing for your national side. And Leeds away next is it's going to be a tough one. Yes, I think for them. Yeah, I mean, I, Leeds are doing okay. They're fighting and getting the results here and there. So yeah, that's a away as well is incredibly hard. Wolves. Yes, they lost it against United, but new manager against the teams around them. I'm sure they'll be fighting um, every mm. minute, and yeah, Everton the game after. So yeah, West Ham is it's very because that was their fifth difficult. consecutive loss. I think we mentioned earlier, and it's mm. the first time they've done that since April 2017 when Billich was in charge. Yeah, and they've um, got currently one win in seven games, which their last win was Bournemouth two 0 at home in late October. It's now January the second. Yeah, I think everyone will beat Bournemouth as well. Yeah, and well. Bournemouth are just slipping down a horrible, yeah. horrible hill at the moment. He'll be sacked soon. I know he's just got the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got to go. But um, yeah, they're just and yeah, West Ham are fully in the relegation in a relegation battle. 
Mm. And like you said, worst run of form in the top flight since 2017. In 2022, the whole calendar year, West Ham played 36, won 11, drew 6, lost 19. Average of 1.08 points a game. Um, yeah, it's just... They are just having a stinking, stinking moment. And the only saving grace... I know they haven't started it again yet, but in Europe, they're flying through in, in the knockout stages. But, mm. yeah, there's a lot... I don't know, there's a lot to answer, really, for West Ham. I think they're, they're in a real sticky, sticky situation. How many more games... How many more losses, shall I say, do you reckon Moyes has got in him without a win? Two? I One? I'd say these three fixtures, Leeds, Wolves, Everton, at the end of that. If he's lose, I'd say if he's lost two, if he's lost two in a row, so if they get beat at Leeds and Wolves, that Everton game, Everton game, he has to win and they have to win well. Otherwise, he's gone. Because like I said before, the games after Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham. Mm. So like board, whoever it might be, they'll look at that and go, right. GSB. Yeah, they're, they're looking at those three, right, we've had a stinker. We've got these three coming up. We need a new person come in and fix it or give us some sort of just new lease of life and mm. they go from there but yeah I like I was telling Tate but I have this very long winded um, bit of information that I'll get to but just stick with me okay drum roll please <laughs> so here we go <clears throat> last time West Ham got relegated from the Premier League was 2010-2011 season after 17 games, they were 20th on 13 points. Currently, they're 17th, 17 games in on 14 points. They've won two games more, they've drawn five games less, but the worst one, they've lost three games more. So they've lost 11 at this stage, whereas in 2010-11, they'd lost eight. So they're on 14 points currently, 17th in the table. <coughs> In December of 2010, they picked up five points from a possible 15. A draw at home to Blackburn, who finished 15th. A win away at Fulham, who were 8th for a good side. And a draw at home to Everton, who finished 7th, who were again a good side. This season, they've lost all five games. I know it's different this year. So they've only lost two in December, whereas before in 2010, they'd lost five because obviously they had more games. With the World Cup this year, they've lost two in December, lost three in November. So zero points from a possible 15. Um, and following their poor form in December of 2010, they went on to get relegated. And all I say is, could this happen again? Um, Can you get your head around that information? Yes. <laughs> no, I, li- I, li- I like the information yeah. delivered. Um, I'm looking at it now and just trying to think. Uh, Forrester are a worse team than them, I think. Bournemouth above them are a far worse team than them. Yeah, I do agree. They're, they're and I really, I really worry for Southampton. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm saying that, and but West Ham are like we said before. West Ham are well and truly in the mix. Oh yeah, but like exactly what you just said. But West Ham are 17th still. I know that's awful, and they're playing terribly. But they are 17th. They're not 18th. So there is mm. actually th- somehow there's three worse teams than them currently. But um, but similar, just that information from 2010 to now is just a correlation and the following trends in mm. history and. In that season, they had Avram Grant in charge. They appointed him in the summer of 2010. They decided to sack him after the season following relegation. And it goes back to that point. Is it time to get rid of Moyes to stay in the league? Or do they trust him and the squad to do the mm. job? I don't know. Just like before, like these next three games are mm. now even bigger than they were somehow before the Brentford game. Mm. And similar like that, when they, they sacked Grant, they went and got um, Allardyce in. Exactly. In the championship to steady the ship could... Could the Allardyce, quite unquote Allardyce, be mm. your man Sean Dyche? Oh, 
I'll keep saying it, but yeah, any of those sides that haven't already changed their manager need to get Dyche in now. They need to. And I think Southampton, I think they might have already accepted the feat. That's why they got that Nathan Jones in. Maybe he's a... It's about he was trending well in the championship and the lower leagues, and maybe they think, right, we're, we're, there's a high, we're doomed, high yeah. yeah, there's a high chance we're going to get relegated here. We need a good manager for the championship, yeah, and maybe that's what they're thinking. But yeah, West Ham. I know we again we have said it before we joke and laugh about West Ham, but yeah, this at the moment is a critical time, and January January is a difficult time anyway to buy and sell players. But is it is it the time to basically ship mm. off Moyes and get someone else in? I do think. Going back to Dyche, I think he's his face doesn't fit for West Ham. But though, why though? Why? Because he's not a shiny, like a new shiny card. If you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, Mo- Moyes is hardly shiny. <laughs> no, rusting know, away on the bottom Mo- shelf. When Moyes has been brought in both times, it's been um, uh, received not with open Terribly, arms. Yeah. yeah, it's been received poorly. Mm. Um, they want. No, no one wants a Sean. It's just you just don't want it, do you? I don't know. He's oh, obviously he's got a good track record at, at Burnley, and I mm. would imagine he'd keep him safe. But it's like, oh, we're going to be. It's going to we're going to go <laughs> to the games and be like, this is like backs against the wall, nil nil, one nils here. Scrappy. I reckon, honestly, if I was any of them, I'd think it'd be perfect. <laughs> I actually would think it'd be so good. I just I just don't think it'd be open open yeah. well. No, maybe not. I, I don't think know. in this time like. This league and modern day football, there's no time. There's no time to wait no. and see, is there? And like I said, January transfer window, do they have a replacement? Are they, like I said, are they stuck in the mud and thinking, right, well, I want to get rid of Moyes, but like you said, who is there? Like, yeah. They don't obviously don't have a plan. So And do you want to give Moyes a hundred million pounds, well, like fifty million pounds yeah. to spend, and then you sack him? It's yeah. like, well, probably yeah. not. No, and I don't know whether he buys the players or not. I don't know how it works. Yeah, and they've done that in the summer, haven't they? And yeah, although this week, um, I think maybe even yesterday it was announced, but. Mr. West Ham himself, Mark Noble, was announced as the sporting director of West Ham. So, well, I've I've been told this. They reckon this is any sort of it could be a reason why they're doing badly. Is that he's not there in the dressing room well, anymore? I've got a sim- I've got literally those questions. Do they miss? Do they miss Mr. West Ham himself, Mark Noble? And again, yeah. I I almost laugh away and flick away the horrible comments of Mark Noble when he was playing for England, all that rubbish, but. He actually might have been quite crucial to West Ham doing well, and like mm. you said, in the dressing room and all that. Because he didn't really play much. No, um, it was almost like I said, it was a backroom role he was doing, keeping the team yeah. together. Maybe they do miss that leadership in there, and, yeah. and maybe when things what, are down, and but then that that could be a little plan they're doing is right. Moyes is going to go. I think they've got Stuart Pearce and Mark Noble within the club still. Mm. That could be the a double act. It could be the little <laughs> yeah. It could be the the dangerous duo, <laughs> Noble and Pearce. They still miss a trick not getting Scott Parker there. But <laughs> yeah, I'll stop mentioning it now. Champions League manager, yeah. <laughs> um, and just a quick one before we move on on Brentford and Ivan and yeah. Tony. I've just put, got a note here that he's the third player to score 20 plus goals in the Premier League in 2022. Yeah. Just behind Harry Kane and ridiculously, yeah, the Erling Haaland. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's not a bad one calendar year and only, only Harry Kane scored more goals than you. Yeah. And he's t- on Tony. 20th league goal of 2022. Fourth Englishman to reach the milestone in the last 10 years. Mm. Kane, Defoe and Jamie Vardy. So, mm. yeah, he's that's his 12th goal of the season. Out of Brentford's 75 Prem goals, Tony's contributed 43% of them. 24 goals, 8 assists. So, yeah, he's obviously incredibly important to them. But with the 
the betting scandal that's looming over his head. He, mm. if it's true and it comes out, he must be done. What two seasons, three seasons? Has to be. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of previous. No, Trippier got done for t- uh, about four months, did he? And he I think he was done. He was done for a season, though, wasn't he? I think, or at least a half. Maybe, maybe six months. But his was, but I think, his was like thirty counts. T- less. No, Trippier's was like one. I think. Oh, really? Exactly. It was a bet. It was a bet on. Um, so it, was, it was a WhatsApp group, and his mates were like, "Oh, um, are you going to go?" His, his, his move, yeah, yeah. And he was like, mm. "I'm not." So he goes, "Lump it on, then. I don't yeah. care." <laughs> <laughs> but I, like you said, I also like don't see why that is a How's that? illegal. Yeah, I know. Like, y- you're, if you're stupid enough to allow bets on transfers, yeah, yeah. Then why shouldn't the people involved in them make money off yeah. you? Yeah, ridiculous. It's not match fixing no, or anything. And it's, it's not Trippy's it's, gone into the local Coral or Bet Freeze's yeah. live and gone, yeah, mate, there's 10 grand on me to move. I'm going to quickly get a photo yeah. of the, yeah. Don't ma- don't put, don't allow the bet if you're going to punish no. someone for doing the bet. No. But yeah, Tony's is like hundreds. Counts, yeah, yeah. 100 counts. Don't know, over 200, I think. Something ridiculous. Mm. So he just has to be finished. Has to be. But uh, he's doing everything he can at the moment to... to um, Make sure Brentford are winning and doing well. So maybe no, maybe he knows around the corner <laughs> that he's done for. He's just trying his absolute hardest. But yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Um, quick one before we move on. I want a yes or no. Oh, West Ham going down. <laughs> uh, let me look at the table. Come on. For the listeners out there. I think you should have a bet with some of the listeners. 20 quid. Winner goes to uh, loser donates to charity. <laughs> I'm saying no. They're not. And I know it's, you, know, you want to say yes, so just say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't go down. No. No, they won't. Okay. I'm going to sense, be sensible. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a long, hard think about it because Wolves are, Wolves are on the up. Forest are rubbish. Southampton, rubbish. I think, yeah, between... And Bournemouth are horrific. Yeah, between Bournemouth, Everton, West Ham. Oh, and obviously Wolves are in there, but I think they'll be safe. Unless Michael Jordan can keep Bournemouth up. Oh, what is that about? <laughs> Another random character, but what is going on? But yeah, no, West Ham stay up by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, perfect. Right. Um, do we have, a, or we have a quick break? Yeah. And we'll um, when we return, we will speak... Tottenham Hotspur versus Aston Villa and yep. other games over the weekend. Good evening. 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 Yep, as you may have heard, Emery is back. <laughs> the Emery counter of 2023 is at one. <laughs> Emery ball. After their 2 0 winner. At Tottenham Hotspur. So what a way to start the new year off. Um, I mean, I've, I, I can, you actually put it on the WhatsApp chat. Um, well, I say in the morning, it was the afternoon, but Tom, you said you rocked up at 5am. <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, talk about it. <laughs> I think I went to bed about 5am. And then I'll get a text saying, oh, the Spurs team's out from you. And you're like, look at this bench. And I'm like, it's team, it's on, kicks off at half one. <laughs> yeah. It is the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got the team here. I'll run through the starting lineup. So, Larice had got over his World Cup. Yeah, he's um, recharged now. He's recharged. Had his break. Um, we're back three of Davis, Romero, and Lengle- Lengle- Longley. Mm. Um, Romero's first game since the World Cup final. 
and Davis's first game. Yeah. Since what was it? The group stage. He was starting well. Euro twenty twenty. Um, Perisic, Hoiberg, Basuma, Doherty, Hyungmin Son or Son Hyungmin, um, Harry Kane, and Brian Hill. Yeah. His first Premier League start ever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I look at that team, and I think that's the team that lines up against Arsenal. The next oh, Premier League game. Five nil, six nil. Arsenal. No, no, we'll probably still lose. <laughs> Kane, never, we've never won it. Patrick Pedalies. Kane Penny Son died. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, that team doesn't look great. Nice. And then when you when you you made the point about the bench, let me yeah. just through for the bench for you. Oh. Fraser Foster, Eric Dyer, Emerson Royale, Davison Sanchez, P. M. Sar, whoever that is, <laughs> made his debut though. Yeah. Um, Ryan Sessignon, Oliver Skip, Jed Spence, and Jeffrey Tanganga. Unbearable. Unbearable. We, we'll get. I'll get onto that bench later. But that yeah. was the team. Um. And it just looked just a bit mid. Nice. Yeah, it's that, exactly that. And my th- my thoughts are probably stronger. But yeah, that bench, all defenders. I mean, that Sars a centre midfielder. Skip is a centre midfielder, but defensively minded, more of a yeah. yeah defensive sitter or rest of it. But yeah, just and it was, and that was the game. It was just that first half was the most dull, boring, abysmal half of football from both sides. Villa as well, obviously Villa. Don't care. They're, they're nil nil at half time away at Tottenham. They're happy, but mm. from both sides, just horrendous, absolutely horrendous game of football. Um, and oh, yeah. for Spurs, it was a rarity that it was nil nil at half time. Yeah, and we had we actually hadn't conceded. I thought, oh, second half could have come out and maybe not play well, but I reckon we could do this. And mm. yeah, how well, there was, was a, I? There was a stat, wasn't there? After fifty minutes, flashed up on Sky. Kane no touches. Yeah, after fifteen minutes, which was quite something. No, he didn't touch ball until the twentieth minute. Yeah. Your best player, one of the best players we've ever had, if not the best player, hadn't touched the football in 20 minutes of mm. Premier League, of a home game in the Premier League. Ridiculous. Um, and you made a comment last podcast about the consecutive games that Spurs had considered the first goal, and five minutes into the second half, lo and behold, calamity struck. Yeah. Um, let us let us risk Loris. Douglas Louise let strike from 25, 30 yards out. Looked like a um, bread and butter save. Turned into calamity. Oh. Spilt. Um, Ollie Watkins picked the ball up, squared it to Buendia, who then slotted it, slotted it home. One nil. Aston Villa. Fifty minutes gone. Mm. What was he doing? Just like, and it was a classic. Like he hasn't done anything all game, and then gets called into action, and just almost literally looked like he had no idea what was going on. And suddenly the ball's coming towards him. I'll make a save, and just awful. And that is that's that is what he's been like for two years. Two and a half seasons, three seasons, whatever it might be, it's just mm. it is yes, yeah, so frustrating to see. And we've I've got here, but I think we've made five player errors that led to a goal. Larice has made three of those, mm. so two. That's two more personal. And that's player. all this season. Yeah, well. that's two more errors than any other side. And Larice has made three. Dur- I know it's your goalie, and mm. when they make a mistake, it normally yep. is goal. Blah blah. But for your goalie, your number one, your the French number one, World Cup final, all the rest of it. For him to make three direct errors to a goal is terrible. Off the top of my head, I'm talking Gabriel Jesus' goal, um, yeah, Callum Wilson goal. Yeah, probably. and then yeah, they won the week yeah. uh, whenever the other day. Yeah, that are all <laughs> obvious <laughs> mistakes as well. Errors, like not yeah. not like like an, a really good save, and it's obviously unfortunate parried it into someone's path. But no, they're they're shocking shot. Like Forster, sim- quite simply, if Forster was on and made that mistake, people would never want him to play for Tottenham again ever. Mm. And Larice has done it three times, so. 
And it didn't really get much better than that, did it? There no. weren't. No. And we didn't deserve. And I wouldn't say, again, Villa weren't brilliant, but we just didn't offer anything. We just looked awful. Absolutely awful. But having conceded the first goal, Spurs, it's not a, a new thing for Spurs. No. no. And Spurs have. Um, picked up 14 points from losing positions this season so you still think with pretty much the whole second half to go 40 minutes to go we can get back into this yeah um but then this is when i get to the bench so fast forward 20 minutes it's still one nil this is just before douglas we scores yeah you're a goal down you're looking for inspiration eric dyer emerson royale davison sanchez pm sar sessignon skip jed spence tanganga I mean, it, even I'm looking at this and thinking, what well, maybe what happened was he moved Perisic forward into yeah. Hill's position yeah. and put Sessegnon on. He was like, oh, so now we've got a left wing back playing left wing, and mm. so we actually took off a forward player, mm. brought on another defender. So we've got like one more defender on the pitch, and we're it's just yeah ridiculous. I mean, you could go to a four, but then I don't think that that back four is strong enough to play no. a four. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, like it's, I said, it's, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just so, and people can say. Like if that team and that squad isn't Conte showing that we need players and stuff, well, no, we've I've heard that argument so many times before Conte as well. Like they said about Mourinho and all these things. Just know it's it's Conte's in charge and he's this perfect elite win. I say every week the winning manager, all this rubbish. He should be good enough to put a team together to beat Villa at home. Quite simply, mm. simple as that. That we should be good enough to beat them or at least play like we. Like we actually want to play football and put put out a good performance to win the game. Mm. And we don't. My thing for Spurs, obviously, um, last season you pipped us to top four. Yeah. Um, pretty much this team, but Kane is playing. Bar, bar this game didn't, didn't have a good game. Kane's no. having just as good a season he had last yeah, year. He's scoring fourteen, thirteen goals, goals really. Yeah. But you also had Son, who was Golden Boot winner last yeah. year, who was matching Kane striker side, and if not in most cases, overtaking him. Yeah. And you're missing. He's got three goals all in one game. So yeah. I know it was a hat trick, blah blah blah. But he scored in one game this yeah. season out of sixteen. That simply isn't good enough. No, no. Yeah, and he just looks simply he isn't. He just looks doesn't even look like I know. It's mm. like, but he just looks half the man he was. Like it's ridiculous. The don't just don't know what's happened. Don't know what's and going on. And it was on. them two who carries you to that top four. Yeah. With the sprinkling of Kuliseski here and I know he was injured for this yeah. game. And the problem is yeah. And the problem is that Arsenal. Whoever missed out, Chelsea weren't as good. They just weren't simply as good um, as what we were doing. And now this year, Arsenal, Newcastle, do you know what I mean, United are now find a bit of form. Liverpool will find some form. And City obviously as good as they've ever been. Like, mm. and now you see, oh, maybe Tottenham obviously aren't that good. Aren't that good like, as they were. They were. We've mm. we got to that fourth place, like you said. But yeah, just I think it's more to do with the fact, and you see it this year that the teams around us weren't as good. Mm. And then, obviously, I think it was McGinn played a lovely ball through and it was a, yeah. it was a nice goal in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good football. Um, like, cut us open and, yeah, Douglas Wee's finished off, didn't he? He's finished it off in the 73rd minute and that was it. That was, yeah, it was it game was, over. Was, was game over. And the Spurs have conceded at least twice in each of their last seven Premier League games. Yeah, first and time since 88. That's a shambles. I'm going to yeah. have a quick look here. I don't know off the top of my head. What is Eight your, games in a row, guys. What is your goal difference? Let's have a look. It's actually not too bad. Plus eight. Plus eight, is it? Yeah. United's plus four. Obviously, like top three is really good. Plus, they're all above but th- plus 20. This is, but this is it, though, isn't it? Goals against 25 mm. in 17 games. Mm. I mean, let's just compare this to teams above you. Arsenal, 14. City, 16. 
Newcastle 11. 11, which is a joke. Yeah. Um, United 20, and you have Spurs 25. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, Newcastle 11. <laughs> and yeah, they've they've kept them, <laughs> they obviously kept the most clean sheets, I think. Um, um, yeah, they they do look good, but. But this this is one I've got for you as well. So, Jed Spence came on. I mean, he's he's a quote unquote attacking defender. Mm. That means like maybe you could bring him on. Mm. But he came on the 88th minute, and the commentator said that's the earliest time Jed Spence has come yeah. on in the Premier League this season. Ridiculous. But then that all, that tells you all you need to know about Conte yeah. that he hasn't got time. And that, that's one thing I do. I get onto it, but I agree with some of the things he says. But he hasn't. He doesn't want to mess around with youngsters and develop players and we want to buy young emerging talent supposedly that are going to be good in a couple of years but Conte doesn't do that you can mm. see that he's bought Perisic and plays Perisic every game he's 33 years old he doesn't mm. hasn't got time to mess around and do all that he plays Hoiberg and he's playing Basuma in a minute because Bentancourt's out but he plays Bentancourt and Hoiberg normally he doesn't try this that PM Sar the Papi Sar fella he doesn't mm. play him he doesn't play Skip he, just, he doesn't play Jed Spence like he just doesn't. He thinks that his way is the perfect way, and that's that's simple as that. Mm. And it's just yeah, bizarre. Why do we buy Spence? Why do we even? Why are we even bothered getting him? He looked brilliant last year in the championship, mm. but yeah, he just hasn't hasn't been given, like you said, more than five ten minutes in a Premier League game. It's just pointless, absolute pointless. Is Basuma like an absolute myth? Have you signed Basuma? Have you signed his brother? Yeah, I think we've yeah we've signed his older brother, and we've like I said before, we've shift off Son and. Got in some random South Korean, but because yeah, Basuma just looks like, but he just saying, is he being asked? Be. Go is he being asked to do much more than he was doing at Brighton? Is he just being? I think, he's just, or is he just under? I think he might be under more scrutiny because yeah. I, well, for one, I didn't really watch Brighton that much, no. but he was always one that stood out. Oh, he looked good. Yeah, he'd be like the next player to move to a top six team. Yeah, but is he now being asked to say like you need to dictate the game and mm. maybe that's just not his game? But uh, maybe I think it's probably more to do with the fact that. Conte plays this way, obviously totally different to what he was doing at Brighton. At Brighton, he was probably considered one of the better players and, like, give the ball to Basuma. Basuma, you can do this, you can do that. But at Spurs, he's basically told, sit next to that idiot Hoiberg, absolute donkey of a football player. And, yeah, and he just looks frightened all the time. He just looks like he's absolutely cacking his pants every time he's on the ball. And, mm. like you said, just nothing... Nothing um, of the player that people have seen in the last two seasons has been yeah, really poor. Picked up his fifth yellow card of the season, which means he's suspended for Crystal Palace. Said that, didn't we, we last week? That. I said that. So, you've got Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace away on Wednesday, yeah. I think it is. Harry Kane is on four yellows. Who, who we, have, we have Arsenal. Arsenal after Palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal uh, have got um, Saka and Saliba, both on four yellows. It doesn't matter. Oh, if Kane picks up a yellow, who's going to take your penalty? <laughs> That's a question I want to ask you. That is true, yeah. <laughs> oh, he can't get yellow. I'd, That's true. If he doesn't play, it's done. Because Richarlison's not playing again mm. this season, is he? <laughs> I don't know. But... Um, yeah, no, that's what we said. We said that last week, didn't we, about Basuma getting yeah. his yellow? I said Kane wouldn't, but Basuma, yeah, but he's yeah. Just written just the wall, yeah. All over the place. Paul, yeah. just moving on to Villa quickly. Mm. Um, I mean, you, everyone knows that I'm not his fan whatsoever. Um, but obviously, I always thought they were right to sack Gerard. Mm. They've got in Dracula, and he's won three of his first four Premier League games in charge of Villa. Mm. But having, off the top of my head, they've played United and Spurs. Yeah. 
Um, they, did they play Liverpool or have I made that up? Uh, yeah, they played Liverpool Boxing Day. So <laughs> that's the only game they lost. And the other game they won was, oh, I couldn't tell you, it was before Christmas. Um, Brighton away. Brighton away. Yeah, but they did win. Yeah, McGinn, uh, McGinn. Um, Danny Ings got twice, got scored twice. Yeah. That was, um, when, one, two, that was when Potter just recently moved on. Yeah, maybe. it was it was game just last game before Christmas. Yeah, November. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they beat United, beat Brighton. Obviously, lost home to Liverpool. Now beat Spurs. So, and yeah, on Emery, unbeaten in, in four against Tottenham as well. So, that's got to be fake. that's got, got, be, that's got to be a fake stat. That he's obviously <laughs> got our number. Unbeaten in four against Spurs. Yeah. So that was his last one. What did he do for Arsenal? He won. How many times did he play you lot? We won. It's the first game was the four-two game. But yeah, he was, might have drawn. That either. was one of the best ones at the Emirates. Mm. Then we drew one-one. Um, Bamiang missed the penalty. Yeah, that was at Wembley. Yeah, would yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Lloris. Um, you beat us in the Carling Cup, but I'm assuming this means Premier League. League game, you beat yeah. us in the Carling Cup game, and then did he get? A, what was the next season? Would it have been the Emirates? A draw, maybe at Emirates. Um, I'm trying to think the kit we were playing in. Um, played at yeah that would have been the th- that would have been the, th- the three games I think yeah um, but yeah because yeah no, sorry yeah, yeah sorry yeah. the fourth yeah 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 he's obviously yeah. has a little soft spot for Spurs and does a job on us but yeah just on Spurs again two wins in five obviously now haven't won in two games and like you said Palace away next and that, that now a tough all, game. Of, all of a sudden Palace I think they've won three out of five they won the, the most recent game away at Bournemouth hello we're saying Bournemouth for rubbish, but I did not expect Palace to win. And yeah, now we've got them midweek night game. Having lost their last season. Yeah. I know, it's just yeah. it's all things that, that all add up, don't they? And it is. And we said it when Arsenal played Palace at the start of the season, but it is actually a difficult game. And Especially midweek, and it sounds, yeah. under the lights, yeah, all the rest yeah. of it. It's just, yeah. And like I said, they just come off a victory. They are They're going to be well up for it. So, but yeah. All this doom and gloom, though. You still are only two points off fourth. We are, and if we'd have got a result, if we'd have won, obviously we'd have somehow still been fourth. But now, on the other side of that, Liverpool played a game less, only two points behind us. So when Liverpool beat Brentford, they could then go above us to fifth and we'll be sat in sixth. Mm. I don't know, it's just. There's a lot wrong, and I don't know, I've got it like, it's I'm about to say, but is it Conte? Is it Levy? The players? That was what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Levy. I don't really know much. Mm. Is there more money to spend? Is not spending enough? Is it mm. stale? Does it? Is he just focused on making money? Yeah. Like we had when we had Gazidis, it was just he, that's why Wenger stayed for the three years extra he should have because mm. he didn't. He was still making money, still yeah. making Premier. And then when we st- uh, when we stopped getting Champions League football, it was like, oh, yeah. we actually need to make a change now. He said this is like Levy is a topic on its own. You could do like eight episodes on this, I think. Mm. But I'll try and be short in the. Is a, it's a really soft subject for a lot of Tottenham and when it comes up it divides opinion majorly and I think at the weekend they, a lot of the fans were singing Levy, we want you out of our club, blah, blah. But I honestly think, for me personally, I actually think it's a bit of everything. It is it is Levy, it's who he appoints, so it's the manager that, then it is the manager, so it's Conte at the minute. It is our group of players um, and it's, yeah, it's our transfer policy, whether that's purely Daniel Levy but mm-hmm. he's also got in this Patricci fella that everyone said was cooking in the summer <laughs> maybe the hobs turned off I don't know <laughs> um, we brought in this Conte 
Um, the third highest paid manager in the league. Don't know. We've got Harry, we've got Harry Kane, the best player we've ever had. Human Son. Bought in Kulazewski. We bought in Bentancourt. Bought in Romero. Yes, a sixty million pound striker. Yeah, we bought, and that's what I'm saying. Everyone mm. says this, and your answer about the money, but we spent sixty million pound on Richardson, who barely wanted to play for us, and just got to the World Cup, and God knows where he is. So mm. I don't know, and and like we spent seventy, we broke our transfer record. So if you're listening, you're a Tottenham fan, you hate Levy. We broke our transfer record for Tonga and Dombele, who's basically just a fat Frenchman who's awful. Didn't work out. Lacelso spent nearly forty million pounds on him, and like it's really hard because the recruitment is obviously not good enough. But Daniel Levy isn't sat there on his computer going, "Oh, let's go and spend seventy-two million on on Don Bella. Let's go and spend this money on all these players." Like he's brought in Patricia to go and get these players, and before that, it was he had certain it's someone else's job. He had someone else in uh, before, um, and we had it with Poch, and I don't know. It's just. It it just has to be a bit of everything, and everyone says Levy we want you out of the club, Enoch we want you out of the club, but right, so you want them out, and then who do you want? Who do you want us? Do you just want a mm. big old shake to come in like, <laughs> like Man City, Newcastle, yeah, like Newcastle, want and just spend millions and millions of pounds and and go and suppose we will get to the top. Like, mm. I don't. Do you really? We've never been that. Never mm. ever in like particularly my lifetime. Just people my age, similar age, thirty, thirty below, whatever, twenty to thirty. We've never ever experienced that in our lives, so I don't know. Is it time to not time, but essentially get a manager in, whether that's Conte and keep him and back him, or do we we get that man Poch back? Do we yeah. get Poch back? Make it decide right. You're the bloke we want now. It's your club essentially. Do what you you think yeah. it will be best for us and bring Ali home. Yeah, <laughs> get get. Get Delhi back. Bring the band back together. Yeah. Ericsson back. Yeah, get, get, <laughs> revive Ericsson. We'll we'll just have another go. And I don't know. It's yes, yeah, very. I think that's what it needs though, because them players you just listed off. Um, I know Conte uh, didn't buy him, but Lacelso, Dombele. Mm. <clears throat> um, I've got Regalian on my head. He must have yeah. cost twenty odd million. They've all been shipped out on loan. Have you sold any? I don't think you've sold any of them. I think maybe you sold Lacelso. But no, I think no, I think we're still. Uh, I think Lacelso. Obviously, these players are on high wages, mm-hmm. high contracts. They're just loaned out. Like you're not my. F- I don't want you. Go no. away. No. Let's spend some more money on more dross. Yeah. And it's going to be probably it's, it's going to be Pochettino. He's going to have to clear clear yeah. this mess up in the summer. It, yeah. And it's like I said. I obviously try to probably sound like I supported Levy then, but it goes all the way back, and Arsenal have suddenly got out of that period. But it's. It's like I always say, the top teams always re- regurgitate and um, basically reinvest in their squad. They get rid of awful players. But, for example, Tottenham, we've still got Dyer, Sanchez, Davis, Lloris. And you might think they're good players, but you just can't. You go stale. You just cannot keep these players in. It's the same with West Ham. It's happening now. Last season, they were brilliant. They were fantastic. They had a great run in Europe. Finished top eight in the league. And they were good. But Suchek, Sufal, Cresswell, Ogbonna, Dawson... Fabianski, these players, you might think, oh, they're brilliant, but you've actually got to take the hard, this hardest decision and get rid of these players and, and go again and start over. But, mm. yeah, there's a lot. And that's the only thing I agree with Conte is that he said at the weekend, you, we need to buy two or three 40, 50 million pound players each year to compete at the top. And I, I do agree with that 100%. I 100% agree with that. But I don't agree with him saying the performance was a good performance against Villa and we lost 2-0. But, he is right. You do to compete at the top. 
in in a quick short way is to go and spend 50 million on on a striker centre mid centre back every year but mm. yeah. I mean, he had some few other quotes didn't he I haven't got the exact words he was saying but wasn't he saying about maybe fourth is the best we can do here we're not title content. We never were title yeah. contenders and things uh, like that. It's all just negative. And, and that's the like, he's just stirring the pot, I think. Yeah, and uh, again, everyone wants to leave you out, blah blah. But Conte, just like you say, just seems like he's he's wants his way out. He's not signing a new contract. Why is Levy going to back give give Conte mm. all this money when the bloke will leave in the summer? What's what's the idea of that? He's not going to do that, is he? He doesn't want to be there, and well, like his old club is. I think you might want to go back there. They might, yeah. they might have a vacancy soon. He, yeah, he, the bloke don't care, does he? Just, and like now, the, he, you know, like you normally Conte's running and charging up and down, arms flailing, going mental. Yeah. He doesn't do that anymore. He's mm. he's not bothered. He just the bloke does not care, and he knows that in the summer or even sooner that somewhere mm. in the world someone will want him and give him mm. ridiculous paycheck. So my one like final note I've got on here, Spurs, is, is they have played. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they have played awful football for very for a, quite a while now, mm. and have been getting away with it. And finally, since since Christmas, really, maybe a few weeks before, the results seem to slowly catch up on them. Yeah, like I don't know the, your last six results top of my head, but Bournemouth two 0 down to win that is is fortunate, and you played horrifically in that. Well, our last the game five, before, you were like one 0 down. Our last five is Bournemouth. Like you said, we won. Liverpool, we lost at home two one. And Leeds, we again went down, went behind, but one four three. Went behind three times. Yeah, and we've drawn and lost since then. And mm. Palace next, yeah. And no, we was, have, we yeah. have been awful. We've been absolutely terrible. But it looks like finally the results might be catching up with the dross that yeah. has been put in front of your eyes. Yeah, it's just we're just playing terrible, terrible football, and yeah, we need to. People need to wake up, I think, and yeah, we need to sort it out. Really, we need to sort it out big time. Yeah, well. First of all, get rid of that Ho- Hoiberg. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. He's your second top goal scorer, though, Jack. No, he's a div. Absolute donkey. So, move, moving on from Tottenham Hotspur to yeah. another struggling London club, Chelsea, who are floundering out in eighth. Mm. Um, five points behind Spurs as well. Um, one win in five. Mm, it's not looking good, is it? Three losses as well. Not good. Um, Manchester City up next. Um, I, I said I think just before the Christmas break I don't think he'll see out February uh, yeah Potter's yeah he's I think he's in trouble to us and because uh, people say oh, changing new owners is it a, with the bowling is it a new new outlook and new sort of decision making but like I've got here but Potter come out and said it was a hard earned point against a team that sets up well that isn't I know it sounds horrible and cliche. But that's not Chelsea. That's not a. That's not a, a person from Chelsea representing Chelsea football. I'm talking about. Do you know I mean talking about Nottingham Forest here? They just come up, mm. haven't been in the Premier League for God knows how long, and he's saying it was a hard-earned point. That just isn't Chelsea talk, is it? I think mm. Potter's still in that mindset of of a Brighton, where they'd go away, go to an away game, get a draw, and be like, "Oh, we done all right. That's quite good." Mm. But there's no Chelsea won't accept that. The fans won't accept that at all. Yeah. After winning his first three games in charge, Potter they've now won and only won one of their last seven games. Yeah. In the Premier League, drawing three and losing three. Um, City up next. Um, in the league and then in the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, two two um, what's the word? Two batterings there. 
Yeah, Ryan's right on the wall. City, Followed with, I think they've got a Palace, Fulham and West Ham, a couple of London derbies coming up. Yeah, I'll um, have a look, quick look. I just think they they look so they've bland, got, boring. So yeah, sorry. They've no got, passion, nothing. They've got che- um, Chelsea, they've got City at home. They obviously have that, maybe their cup game in between. They've got Fulham yeah. away, Palace at home and then Liverpool away. Yeah. That is... That is tough. Then, if he was to get through that, then they've got a two-legged game over for Dortmund. Mm. I'm of the mindset they're going to lose to Man City in the FA Cup. Yeah, get knocked out of that. Dortmund tough for them. They're beatable, but you could be looking at middle of Feb, early March. No trophies well, for no trophies for the best team in the world. Yeah, but the same going off what you're saying. If you're thinking like through those results, say they lose both games against City, they maybe beat. Uh, Fulham and Palace but then go to Liverpool and get battered top top teams with the ownerships they are, the way they are you, they don't accept getting smashed by rival big rival clubs like that do they and Chelsea who are quote unquote winners all the time and they are just serial just mercenary that's what they are They are. if you don't yeah, yeah, win yeah. you get sacked but that's what I'm saying about and him coming out and saying about a good point at Forest Chelsea are 8th 25 points they are currently 18 points off the top which for Chelsea is horrific and more importantly Terrible. they're 7 points off top 4 Yeah. and Maynard I'll give them credit they're looking a good little team yeah they've they, sort, they seem to have sorted themselves out they're on 10 wins at the minute mm. doing really well but Chelsea um, Sooness brought it up in the uh, in the punditry it was like Chelsea was stupid to um, get rid of Werner and Lukaku and not sign a shot of this. Obviously, they signed hmm. Aubameyang, who was... But aren't they, aren't they just stupid to get rid of the manager? Isn't that just a terror? Unless, like, a big fall that happened, that it, surely. He weren't there, man, and I don't think he wanted to be there, really. I don't think they wanted him there because he was a big personality. They can control Potter. Yeah. Potter. I think that's what, no, but that's what it is. They yeah, can control possibly. him. Possibly, yeah. He was... Uh, new owners going into a, going into a, um, a new club with the mm. manager's... He was untouchable. Just won the Champions League. Mm. He was two penalty kicks away, win away from winning the League Cup and the FA Cup. Um, as hard yeah. as I get, Chelsea fans absolutely loved him. Yeah, and they needed to do something. But well, didn't they? They and was it a big mural they've put on or they had on the stadium? Did they have two cool yeah. winning the Champions League and stuff? It's like absolutely mental decision. Mental. But just recruitment for Chelsea is been horrific. I know we've probably mentioned this a few times. But why are you buying? A uh, left wing back mm. for seventy, sixty-five million pound. When you've already got a very good one in Ben Chilwell, I know he's been injured. Yeah. Um. Just doesn't seem necessary. That, like similar uh, to what you're about. Kulabali yeah. was a good defender in Syria because he was mm. playing against an eighty-year-old Eden Dzeko, <laughs> a fat Lukaku, <laughs> and <laughs> and Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Like these are we now who they want? Who want to? Hey, Chelsea want to sign him back? <laughs> they want we him. we now play, like, he's playing in the best league mm. in the world with the best strikers. He's going to get quite. And what yeah. I like about this league is that no striker gives you any respect. Like Jamie Vardy no. was probably the first person I saw who was an unknown player who just terrorised yeah, big, big defenders. Like yeah. someone like, uh, I don't know, uh, who did he play against? Manavid, I don't know if he played against them then. Or John Terry, someone like He didn't give two shits no. who you were. He would terrorise you, chase you down. And that's what is the blueprint now. Yeah. If you haven't got the ability, put the work in. I'm trying to think of his name, the Forest striker. A um, one-year. A one-year, yeah. yeah. Who absolutely just yeah. bullied him. But on like what you're saying there, the, I'm just looking at teams and thinking they're players, but... I felt like for a few seasons that never, not never happened, but 
it was a uh, it didn't happen seem to happen for a long time and now like you're saying you play Brentford you got up against Tony you play Fulham you got big Mitrovic to deal with mm. you go to West Ham they got Declan Rice in the middle and if Skamaka's fit they got well, a brand new Antonio striker. was the same as well Antonio yeah, yeah. bullies defenders Wolves, they're they're a good team. I know they're sitting nineteenth, but they are they got some very good players. Mm. Everton, if Calvert Lewin's fit, I mean they're they're battling relegation. But yeah, like Koulibaly maybe had it easy in Syria, but now he's realising bloody hell, this is this is mm. real stuff here. Like every mm. game, someone is causing me problems. Like, mm. Yeah, I mean I, I will give uh, Thiago Silva. I, mean, I thought he was really good. It shows mm. he's I think he's like thirty eight as well. He's a class above the rest. Um, I mean, they've got a couple of injuries. They're still, they're still playing 40-year-old Aspilicueta as well. Yeah. <laughs> I know Chelsea fans aren't keen anymore. No, the worst um, side was Aubameyang. Oh, worst. Horrific. But then that's some payback for giving us Louise, Czech, yeah, Willian. Yeah. <laughs> Although Willian uh, was ridiculous. It's been like, really well for Fulham. Yeah, he's had a bit of a revive. Maybe he likes West London. <laughs> oh, just, oh, God, I'll probably get up to that a bit later. But yeah. Chelsea, no, it is, I think... For everyone that isn't affiliated with Chelsea, it is lovely to see them sitting yeah, in eight. They are horrible. But also, horrible club. for me, the amount of money they've spent, I think they spent like a quarter of a billion pounds. Arsenal used to flounder in eight for the last like two years, and we got dogs dogs <laughs> abuse for it. No one really cares. Like, no one's like saying anything. No one's just like, oh, poor old Potter, he'll do it. Yeah. I've not really forgot about them, but you'd, yeah, I don't really think about them. I mean, I'll just. Probably because, again, it's Arsenal. You just like, think I'm, about Arsenal. I'm looking at it here, they're eighth, 25 points. Palace. 11th, 22. Brentford, 10th, 23. Brighton. So you're realistically, I know the goal difference is different. Mm. I wouldn't be at all surprised, really, if just to, if Palace beat you and Chelsea lose to City. They don't want level yeah, points. Change, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, no, you're, I think I've got here, I've got Brighton, 24 points, 9th. Brentford, actually, on 24 points, 10th. And like you said, Palace, 22. Mm. So, yeah, one, one win for Palace and, a, like you said, Chelsea lost against City, which quite conceivable yeah, Brighton Chelsea got Everton dropped, dropped to what 10th something <laughs> like that ridiculous I, I think they just they're, they're, Chelsea are a load of players a load of good players obviously they're fantastic players who all play for high level that just are squares in round pegs really or whatever the saying is mm. um, there's probably a player in Havertz somewhere I don't see it personally he must be good He's he, he turns it on striker. one every eight games striker, yeah. Sterling's obviously a good player but he must regret that move mm. like beyond anything yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Aubameyang up front like, wow like, just, <laughs> that's all I've got to say <laughs> on that he, one he didn't even start he's on a bit they no. keep playing Havertz because Pot, even Potter's seen bloody old band what mm. a waste of time he is mm. so. but uh, talking about money they still spent I think you mentioned it but they still spent big on Nkuku and I think he comes in the summer yeah. doesn't he so like they've obviously got the money and the power to go and spend on what they want. So maybe that will over the summer in the new year, that in the new mm. season, that will that will get them back towards the top end. But mm. I mean, they've yeah. binned off um, Mendy now. They are now playing the world's most expensive goalkeeper yeah. for once. Yeah. <laughs> but even like he's a seventy-two million man well, goalkeeper. No goalie in the world is worth seventy-two million. No one. Edison, Allison, they're just Ed- not Edison worth. Edison is. No, no, sorry, Allison is. Sorry. Allison's fantastic. Oh. But you wouldn't even then though. If, if he went for seventy million, I'd be like, bloody hell. He's been. I say he's been worth it for for Liverpool though. But yeah, for Liverpool he's priceless. But yeah. do you know what I mean like a goalie is not worth <laughs> is not worth more than forty million. It don't matter how good they are. But is that right? But then Forest. Yeah, we'll, just we'll, on we'll, Forest. We'll mention Forest. Yeah, we have just slandered Chelsea. <laughs> Forest got a point. They. I felt a bit sorry for them because they played really really well and then just conceded a shocking goal. Yeah, on the goal. What a cross came that? in. Bolly bolly. 
what are you doing? Did he come, yeah, I don't know. He came off his like, leg. Or it, was a, it was a little bit similar to that. Do you remember Pompey scored a, a really classy uh, own goal once? Not so last year was, it was against Southampton, I think it was, like 2003, four. Um Cross game and he just like backheeled it into the top bins. Backheeled it off the bar. Sterling's appealing for something and he just sort of kicks <laughs> just it. Just in. Whacks yeah. it in. He's a bit surprised. He scores and then... Shit, that was all weird. Chelsea did. Yeah. And that, I mean, I've got very few notes on that game, but... After that, I remember Gibbs White hit the crossbar. Didn't oh, he? What an effort that was! How good was that technique? Oh, brilliant! If that had gone in, I'll, it sounds really weird, but those sort of goals where it doesn't actually hit the net are mm. the best goals. Yeah, the best goals. If that hit the bar, hit just it, bounce it yeah. before the line and come out again. Wow, what a yeah. goal it would have been! And then yeah, that man surge, <laughs> <laughs> big surge, or yeah, yeah. The I don't know if you saw, but the moments before the goal, he he come marauding in the box and blazed one into the River Trent, I think, but. And then, like, a minute later, chest and volley. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> a chest and volley from six yards is yeah, outrageous, baby. And a nutmeg. Yeah. Chest, chest <laughs> and nutmeg. Ridiculous. Celebration to suit. Mm. You see his lovely celebration in our little graphic we'll post yes. when, we, when we upload the podcast. Big and as surge. The, and oh, as man. the um, podcast says, Forest surge back. Mm. Um, Forest have uh, Southampton up next. Yeah. Wow. 14 points level with... That massive club, West Ham. I'm assuming it's at Southampton, considering Southampton are away and Nottingham Forest were at home. Let's have a look, yeah. Um, if they win that, they'll get they'll move to 17, and that's five points above Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Forest are Southampton, Southampton away. So, yeah, if they could get a win there, mm. like you said, 17 points, Southampton even further in the mix. Mm. Sitting on 12 at bottom. That is a real yeah. worry for Southampton if they lose that. Mm. Bottom Forest, that's the first time this season they've avo- avo- avoided? avoided defeat after conceding first. Mm. So seven games in total they've they've conceded first. First one they've avo- avoided defeat. Like I said, Southampton next. And yeah, the next round of fixtures, the bottom three could all, could all, change. all change. It could all, like Everton, West Ham could both drop. Wolves could come out because they've got Villa. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot could go on. Yeah, Obviously, West Ham win that, then they go above all three of them in the bottom yeah. three. And West Ham have got um, Leeds, like we said. So it's, yeah, that that bottom half is very exciting. Yeah. Um, will Forest sign number thirty players in the transfer window? <laughs> I hope not for their sake. <laughs> I saw something the other day. Actually, they went through like who they who they should think people. Should, they went through each club and said, right, one person. They got to Forest and were like, they just need to make sure no one is signed. They just, <laughs> they've got a whole, they've probably got two squads worth. They just need to stick with that. Yeah. Right, I think that brings a little ramp to them two games. Yeah. Um, we'll have a quick break and we'll be back with a run through of the rest of the games. Hello, listeners. It's former England and Premier League player Matt Jarvis here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Remember to support the podcast by sharing with your friends and family and leaving that five-star review. Now come on, you irons, and stay loyal. Thank you, Matt. I'm sure, we'll be hearing from you soon. Yeah, in our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> should we move on? Moving on to the. Uh, should we move on to the top of the league? Yeah. Manchester City, Everton. Yep. Let's do it. Um. <coughs> so, I did think this was going to be an absolute whitewash, kamikaze, like. Oh, I think uh, well, four, I, five, yeah, six. I really, and they. I mean, they could have still won the game. Would, as as it unfolded, but yeah, I just thought what three four nil Haaland, six minimum goals. three three <laughs> goals. Yeah, just I mean I've seen Everton live against us at home and they 
when Tottenham were home and everything was shocking then, mm. let alone against Man City with Haaland. And, but how wrong were we? So Everton lined up. Cody obviously came back because he, um, he could play because he wasn't playing Wolves, his parent club. Um, Godfrey had come back since the first game of the season mm. from his injury. Yeah, he broke his leg, didn't he? Mm. So they lined up with a back five, of a, well, back five and three centre-halves of Godfrey, Cody and Tarkovsky. Um, mainly Tarkovsky and, Co- and Cody are very backs against all defenders, headers, kickouts, just not pretty, but no. they're good. That's why he did very well at Wolves and Burnley was like a legend at Burnley because yeah. he was a Mr. Dyche man, just head it, exactly. put your head in anything. It was clearly a game plan here for them two to do that, basically, yeah. and Godfrey to be a wind-up merchant. Yeah. And after about six seconds, he left one on um, mm. Harland, and that made him made yeah. the robot have some sort of emotion or yeah, yeah. look like a bit of a human. Yeah, he yeah. was in pain, yeah, and then was yeah. moaning, <laughs> he could was actually shouting, get hurt. and then he was yeah. trying to take the piss out of him. Yeah. He looked hurt, didn't he? He looked wound up, and mm. maybe that took him off his game a bit. I mean, nobody did score 20 minutes later, Yeah. but um, all game, he seemed to be focused on Godfrey, and Godfrey got on his head yeah. and was like well I'm not giving you oh no although you've just you've scored 20 and you've just scored your 21st mm. goal of the season I want to battle you yeah. and well, the game plan for Everton couldn't have worked much better I mean like you said they could have as it unfolded they could have won it and these sort of results are always with a pinch of luck yeah you get some yeah um, I think it's just the way Everton set up though because I mean I've, I've got Pep's quote here he said about the game he said I mean obviously he said a lot but I, I pinched but as part of it and he said I would say they had eight at the back it's like every time they play someone and that team do not try and play like City do Pep gets the ump and he's like well that, that's not how you play football that's rubbish like that's why they always say oh I love Leeds I love love when Bielsa was in charge because Leeds actually try and go at them and win the game but what happened City won 3-1 it could have yeah. been 5-6-0 like it, of course, they're going to enjoy playing against teams like Leeds when they don't defend and all the rest of it. But teams like Everton, and I'd say, to be honest, I'd say all of the league should play that way against City, even Arsenal, because Arsenal will play them. They won't, they won't try and go toe to toe. Liverpool don't try and go toe to toe. Yes, they try and not completely go away from how they play football, but they're cautious and they understand they're playing Man City, who are been the best team for God knows how long. Um, but Everton, yeah, they're absolutely scrapping for their lives. They're not going to go to Etihad and think, oh, yeah, you know what, today we're going to play three at the back, expansive play out from the back and play mm. one, two... No, they're, they're going to defend their lives and, and that's what they did. Uh, and when you are playing away at Man City, you need some luck. And, like I said, backs against the wall. And then if you can score a, a goal of the season contender on the breakaway, then it might be your day. Yeah. Um, I mean, he picked the ball up inside his own half, I think, drove at the defence... Um, had a little slip and then just absolutely smashed it into the top right-hand corner. Um, Edison, no chance. Yeah, it was a goal that was. Brilliant goal, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant goal from Gray. And I think he was injured against the game against Wolves in the the week, just on Boxing Day. And Calvert-Lewin had um, returned late from the Paris Fashion Week, apparently. (laughs) So um, he he started against Man City. And he, he obviously makes a difference because he's, although he hasn't played well the last 12 months, He's far better than what they've got. If yeah. Solomon Rondon is still around, well, they, I don't yeah. know. But they didn't even have a, they had more pay that played. Yeah. They don't really have a striker other than Cavalier, do they? Mm. Like I said, Rondon just not mm. anywhere near it. But yeah, Evan, like that classic, wasn't it? A classic away, going to defend for a lot, like Brentford did. Ca- mm. Catch him on the counter and, and nick a result. And they did, yeah. They were, it was brilliant. Brilliant. 
Brilliant to and see, but not good for... They could have won it with my man, Rodri, always scoring these important goals for them. It was a Mahrez. Well, he just brushed his, brushed his head, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it wide. just looked like it was going in. And mm. 90 plus 10 minutes, as, mm. as you do in Man City's case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was typical... Um, I don't know if you did this with Spurs or whatever, but it was typical... Um, I'm so superstitious with football. So they scored 1-1, one, one, and I was like... Okay, stay calm. Stay calm. <laughs> no, I knew I had to go out and pick pick a couple of my friends up, so I was like, right, I'm going to turn the TV. Actually, I, le- I actually left the TV on because I couldn't turn it off and turn it back on again. But I didn't look at my phone, and I was like, right, this whole journey is going to take me 25 minutes. So if I leave now, by the time I get back, it'll be full time. I'm not going to look at my phone, not going to check, not going to jinx it, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as I turn my car off to get it to put, go back to my flat, looked at my phone, it was still 1-1. Ninety plus ten. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, but then by the time I got in, it was one one. I did have a little, little fist bump. Yeah. Like, oh, go on. <laughs> and getting ready to sit down uh, for the uh, the five thirty game. Which should we, should we move on? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just to go on to Arsenal. Not much sort of talk about City in between both, but yeah, go on. So that obviously led Arsenal the chance to go seven clear. Mm. Um, like we spoke about in the previous podcast, Brighton are a bit of a bogey team. For Arsenal, they have been since they've been in the Premier League. I think only one win at the Amex for Arsenal, and that was um, with no fans. Um, Brighton obviously took four points of Arsenal last year and really derailed their chances of top four. Um, but when you score after, I think it was 66 seconds, yeah. um, it does help. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. does help. Yeah. And Arsenal looked Arsenal looked like they'd just been told before they went out, sta- you, you, you yeah. can make a statement here, boys. It's a big game. They look fired up. Um, I didn't. I didn't actually watch the game, but the parts I've seen and what obviously what I've read and people said, it's yeah, you were very, very good. And again. it was it was the captain Odegaard who really drove it, mm. drove the team forward. He, that's where the the first goal came from. It was his ball. He was him from the right hand side driving in in infield, played the ball to Martinelli that then got cut out. And then I think uh, what's his name, Lamptey was dispossessed by Zinchenko, mm. who then played Martinelli another shot deflected. Land of the sack up, touch and touch and finish, whacked it in the corner. I think sixth goal of the season, back to back goals. It's a flyer, isn't it? Yeah. And Arsenal looked yeah. solid that first half. Could have had another one with some lovely play from Martinelli and Odegaard for the nutmeg. Mm. The tree tried to square across to Nketiah. And then we got corner about the 38th minute, 39th minute. Um, cleared out Odegaard on the edge of the box, thumped it into the, into the ground, up, overplay, yeah. into the but net. But on that goal, goal, like you said, uh, what was the game earlier? Uh, not sure. You said about getting a bit of luck or the, like that goal oh, there. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bowen. Bowen, yeah. And that goal for Arsenal, things are going your way. Yeah. Don't even say he's hitting the ground, but that could have gone anywhere. That could have gone mm. for a throw in, a goal kick, whatever, but he's found the back in there and that's the way you get in those little moments. But Even yeah. Saka's goal, for example, is the same. Yeah. It fell straight to him. There's other more players that could have fallen mm. to it. Could have gone for a corner. Again, Nketiah's goal, and I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to not sound like I'm being biased, but Nketiah's just pounced on a rebound where the goalie's made a bit of a mistake and he's, he's scored. But those little things Arsenal are on top of and they're they're there. If if it's going to fall to a player, it's going to fall to an Arsenal player. That is a trademark in Ketia goal. Yeah, and that, that, yeah, a little tap in. What was it? Less than a yard. Like doesn't even yeah. wasn't even distance on it. But yeah, just on that, you've scored four goals that game. Four different scorers. Obviously, I've mm. I've got it, but I'm sure you've got a whole whole notepad for, of notes on the man. But two and two for Ketia as well. So. But that, that his goal against West Ham was really good because that's not normally his no. target. His goal is he's he's a quote unquote fox in the box. Yeah, he's an absolute poacher. They're the goals he scores 
there's some stat out, I can't remember what it is, but it's something like 90% of his goals for Arsenal have been six or six yards or closer yeah, in. Yeah. Like, he scores his goals with his with his ankles, his mm. toes. Like, he's just flicks them in off keepers. That's where he is. Yeah. And he sniffs that out. There's two defenders around him, but he knows, he just gambles on yeah. it. And um, two and two from two starts is it's good, it's it? really good for him. Yeah. And that's going to hopefully give him lots of confidence going into four or five tough fixtures coming up. Yeah, and that's, yeah, about to say, but yeah, your next three, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle home, Tottenham away, United at home. And you could be 10 clear before City play if you beat Newcastle. So, is that the moment, Tate? Will I be getting a text at the end of that game Deep saying breaths. it's on? No, ten, 10 points, both games played. Oh, okay. Yeah, if we go 10 clear, if, it's all ifs, big game tomorrow. I didn't actually realise that Newcastle only exceeded 11 goals. Yeah, they're... I think they've got on them, but they're yes. fourth nil nil more than any other side. Callum Wilson's coming back for that. Though. He'll, he'll start. Um, if you win that, I, this has to, it's on anyway. And I, yeah, the you are it's leading not, the it's, charge. It's you not are. On yet. It's only you six, are. You're seven clear. Yeah, Sixteen games gone. You're seven clear. You're top of the table. It's on. Not it's on. Yet, on. Not on yet. <laughs> City can win eighteen games on the trot. We can't do that. They can, but they can also. Lose at home to Brentford, draw at home to Everton. Yeah, but we've got, we've got that in us, somewhere, we'll somewhere, somehow. I, we, like, well, very, I, I think it's very different. I think we're it's one different. injury off complete, one one or two players getting injured. Like I said, Ram, it's it's, it's Ramsdale or um, Party, Party get injured. We're in big possibly, trouble. but also. That happening is a freak. That would be a freak. Party, freak. No. Party's, Party's injury is probably one of the main reasons we didn't get top four last year. Party does, yeah, he picks that he's got a hamstring problem, isn't he? Anyway, yeah. a reoccurring problem. But at the minute as well, I think it's just going that way that any player that comes in, obviously, yes, three or four players coming in at one time is too much, but Jesus has dropped out and kept his field of gap doing absolutely fine. Like He's, he's exceeding expectations, um, scoring two and two. He's doing brilliant. And I think the same. Don't run if El Nenny started ten games, twelve games in a row. Then yeah, you probably have a you have an issue. But if he fills the gap for a game or two, I think he's more than more than capable. Yeah. And it's just that that your whole squad and Arteta, they've it's that way. They've got them feeling that sort of way, and yeah, yeah, they've got that feeling around the whole squad. It's just yeah, they're unbeatable at the minute. I'm just worried because what happened last year, and then the the main United game when Party was out, and mm. obviously. El Nenny was also injured and mm. Sammy was in there. Was like I, I, yeah. I mean, El Nenny would always start if yeah. he did get injured, but El Nenny's El Nenny. Like, yeah. he's, there's, he's really limited to what he can do. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, sorry, on the point, so current lead of seven points after 16 games, no leader has ever surrendered that lead at this stage if they've got to this point. So, and I understand it. I know you're, have you, you have your I do have that note, reservations. Yeah. But you you are firmly in the race and leading the race. Uh, you are lead. You can't. Yeah, we're, we're 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 leading the lead. Well, <laughs> we're, not, we're not in the race. Stop talking bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> we're against an absolute juggernaut mm. with a player who's scored. Who is 20, a juggernaut? Twenty-one goals in fifteen games. He's, that is, he's a freak. I've got it here. Twenty-one goals for Haaland, most ever in a season before the new year. Similar to what we said earlier. And the whole year, only Kane has scored more in 2022, the whole calendar year. Haaland's played four months, well, 16, 17 games, mm. and there's a few goals less. It's, yeah, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Man City are, are slowly 
going to improve. They are going to improve. They're I hope they do. I really hope they do. But they, at the moment, no. They're not. Um, so 3-0 up. I was thinking, lovely stuff. Nice end of the year. Let's go get pissed for New Year's. And then um, we made a couple of changes. Bang on 59 minutes. Um, both fullbacks came off. Uh, ben White, I thought was superb for the, for the time I was on the pitch. And Zinchenko, um, who's a real presence in this Arsenal team. Um, were subbed off for um, Tomiyasu and Kieran Tierney. Um, Tierney got stuck, stuck in straight away, but Tomiyasu looked a little bit off the pace, and his countryman, Mitoma, Mitoma, how you pronounce it, um, has already scored against Arsenal this season in the, in the League Cup, mm-hmm. and has had some impressive performances recently, especially against Southampton on Boxing Day. Um, Trump to shreds for half an hour on the pitch, scored one. Scored a second one that was ruled off for offside. I think he got an, a, maybe an assist or something. Mm-hmm. And they looked really dangerous. 3 1. I was like, oh, oh, God, here we go. Getting nervous. And then Odegaard produced potentially the pass of the season, assist of the season. Yeah, he looks good, doesn't he? Very wow. good. I was screaming at the TV. It was funny enough because Griff sent me the exact same text. He was because I was screaming at the TV. <laughs> pass it, square it, square yeah. it, square it, square it. What do we know? And then Martinez just thumped it in. Mm. Oh, so. Shut me up. <laughs> yeah. But if he hadn't have done that, it would have yeah. been. But what a pass and then 4-1 you're sitting there comfortably thinking oh, uh, 20 minutes to go 4-1 up it's got to be game yeah. 6 minutes later Evan Ferguson or Evan Ferguson should I say mm. apologies scored his first ever Premier League goal and became Brighton's youngest ever Premier League goal scorer capitalising on a Saliba mistake to make it 4-2 I'm like oh god I just want to chill out for the last like, 15 <laughs> minutes mm. let me enjoy it and then Mitomo had the ball in the back of the net on the 89th minute but fortunately it was ruled out for a VAR decision that it's just a horrific but he's offside by the lines and by whatever. stud like, or what yeah probably about a yard offside but it's his trailing leg and he's running back on yeah he's moving the next frame he would have been onside it's, like yeah it doesn't get any he's not gaining an advantage from no. his leg being there like, no. I don't know it is offside technically but mm. it's just put it that way it made the last five minutes six minutes of added on time a lot comfortable yeah. than it than yeah, it needed definitely. to be definitely. but I also think Arsenal put that pressure on themselves by making them changes I don't think if it was if we were only 1-0 up 2-0 up he wouldn't be making wholesale changes no. switching half the back four um, no. Saliba looks a little bit rusty since the World Cup but I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll get over that mm. um, but no I was really really impressed with that with the attacking display we we provided score four goals away at Brighton but that's what like again people have been saying oh like they Brighton it was a Oh well, you looked a bit shaky. Could have been four or three. Like it doesn't matter. You you scored four goals. You look very good again. Like in possession when you're going forward. Yeah, Brighton. But like you're saying, it's it is it is a quite hard place to go. I think Arteta might even come out and said it. But you can't go to Brighton and expect to have the ball and pass, pass, pass and win the game comfortably. It just isn't that place anymore? They're they're an experienced Premier League team that play good football at home. And yeah, you you won the game. It was quite a comfortable game again. You you were very good. And what I re- I always like when we score X amount of goals, and there's all different goal scorers, like I said, Saka, Nketiah, and Martinelli scored again for the second time in, yep. in two games. Um, that front four is really, with Odegaard in there, is really playing well yeah. at the moment. Odegaard especially, he's got three assistants Boxing Day. Mm. He looks like, well, he's obviously had a six-week break. Mm. He hasn't played. Um, he just looks like he's really coming of age at the moment. And Saka's, Saka's Saka is... I bang on it enough. He's a fantastic player. Martinelli <laughs> yeah. is turning into a killer. How quick was he? And uh, Lamptey, he's quick. Yeah, I thought Lamptey yeah. was unbeatable, and 
in a foot race, but he left him like yeah. a yard or two behind him. It was ridiculous. It is, and then Nketiah is... He's a he's a goal scorer at the end of the day, and mm. he's not a good footballer, not as good as footballer as Jesus, mm. but he will get them goals. There is goals yeah. he scores. But he's obviously he's more aware of that than anyone that he's mm. not the same ability wise, football wise as Jesus. But he knows right. I I just want to. I need to score as many goals as possible. And he's, he's mm. two and two. Can't complain. And this sounds this might sound stupid, but if you could hand pick three moments to score to be three nil up and score three goals. First minute, just before half time, and just after half time, yeah. that just demoralises the team, uh, yeah. the away, t- the, the team area playing against in every single position yeah. at, at, at crucial moments of the game. Yeah. That is perfect time to score. A quick goals. start, you dominate most of us, like just before half time, 2 0, and then just literally, I think it was 90 seconds into the second half, 2 0, 3 0, sorry. And yeah, you would think good. that would, yeah, but the game plan, I think the game planned out because we took our foot off the gas, few subs, and changed a bit of the dynamic a bit, but mm. seven points clear. Can't really, you can't just can't. Really, I'm very not happy with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, very happy not, with it. Not the obviously. one I lost five. Yeah. Newcastle up next though, and we are we are going into these tough games of Newcastle, Spurs, United. United. Yeah. It is when it is ultimately when you play City that is the the big moment, and obviously yeah, these next few games are tough. But who were the fourth? So it's New, Newcastle. What Spurs. your fixtures are? You, you had Newcastle, Spurs, um, Man United, and. So what do you mean? Well, the Arsenal's next four. Oh, Arsenal's next four. Did you have it down on your paper? No, somewhere? no, hang on one sec. Um, I can find that for you. So it's Newcastle tomorrow night. So you've got. Oh, why is it done that? 7.45. Then Spurs. Then obviously the FA Cup break. Spurs away. Spurs away. United at home. Everton away. Here's your next four Prem games. I mean. Yeah. I mean, not, not that oh, if you win. I think you've just got to keep winning and that's that will keep you up there, but. So that Spurs game, yeah. for example, you shouldn't be afraid of any of them. The Spurs game falls on the same weekend that City play United. Mm. So, yeah, Sunday the fifteenth. <coughs> but and you've got a double game week against Spurs against um, Man City. Yeah, you? We've, but hopefully yeah, you get your obligatory six points that like you always no, do. I've told Tate, and he knows <laughs> I would lose ten nil over both games against City if we beat Arsenal. I'd lose ten nil in both the games. I'd lose twenty nil over two games if it meant that we beat Arsenal on the fifteenth of January. Yeah, what what would be the odds of all the of all the years that we've needed City to oh, win? Yeah. Champions League quarterfinals, like all this not like even yeah. last year, City were superb last year. They lost yeah. three games, I think, all year and they lost twice to you. <laughs> That's six points got your top how do they lose twice to you? Even but even what's his name beat them. Yeah, we had Nuno. Nuno. Yeah. We had Nuno. that was when he's manager of month, mate. Yeah. One nil, Nuno masterclass. Nuno, oh, that's uh. disgraceful. Right, um, that's yeah. I won't go too much onto Arsenal. Um, yeah, it was uh, said our bit. Try and keep it a bit brief. Um, so we'll just have a quick run through the the games. Unless you've got any more else to to add. No, on no, the, um, I think we've had a good good go there. I wouldn't don't want like we said the, we said before, and we we don't want to make it a massive Tottenham rant or an Arsenal sort of praise rant, and just all about those two clubs. So. Yeah, we'll move on and cover the rest, I think. Um, so we'll start with the other Friday night game. Liverpool 2, Leicester 1. Leicester scored all three goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know we're talking about other games, but this game, I've almost forgot about it. That Vout yeah. face or whatever his name was. <laughs> so Juice Don't show your face again, mate. Yeah. Terrible. Two own goals. Unless awful. you're in court, someone checking your bet. 365 <laughs> yeah. account. Terrible. The first one, I can be like, mm. yeah, fair enough. The second one is... 
unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. What's he? Do? Just let the ball go. Like, what are you in the way for? Get out of the way. Unacceptable. Um, and he becomes the fourth player to score two own goals in a single Premier League game after Jamie Carragher, Michael Proctor, and Jonathan Walters. Mm. I think Walters holds the record though because he also missed a penalty in that game. <laughs> That's just yeah, ridiculous. Horrific. Liverpool were all right. N- Nunez was Nunezing. Yeah, the the chaos man. It was just being yeah charging around, head down. Um, but yeah, that's what I really got on that Liverpool look okay. Four on a bounce for Liverpool. Mm. Four wins on a bounce. Two points off Tottenham in fifth. So, mm. like I said, I, I think I, them and United at the moment, mm. bang on it. I think they're right up there. Talking of United, Wolves nil, May United won. Marcus Rashford. So Rashford was dropped for um, being late to a team meeting. Yeah, I didn't. You texted. I didn't really understand what was going on, mm. but yeah. He, so he didn't start the game because he was late. Yeah. Right. Came on at half time for the greatest teenager of all time, Gianaccio. <laughs> Gianaccio, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, his yeah. name was. Yeah. Who did miss the Citroen the first mm. half? But yeah. I don't know if that was a good save or what. But, um, but yeah, he scored. Um, a lovely goal. Mm. Um, and Marcus Rashford scored five match-winning goals as a substitute, the most in Premier League history. Mm. What's, he on tw- um, what's he got this season? I haven't updated my counter yet. No. I, think he's got, I think he's got ten in all comps. Yeah, he scored, like like you said, a, quite a few in a row, though, hasn't he? Three yeah. in a row, I think, maybe. Mm. And he scored again, but it was ruled out for handball. Mm. Um, not much to say about apart from Wolves desperately need a striker. Um, Jimenez made a... Oh, sorry, De Gea made a great stuff off Jimenez in like, mm. the last minute. And Maguire's still crap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, United, sure similar is... to Liverpool, four out of, they've won now four out of five. Um, yeah, and like you said, the Wolves, they've got, they're, they'll be sort of happy they didn't get absolutely battered, but they know, like, next week they've got Villa. Villa's a much more achievable and more important game in terms of getting a result, so... Yeah, they'll be looking elsewhere for their points. And Man United at home to Bournemouth, so probably yeah, exactly. 4-0. Exactly, yeah, so. United are bang on it, like I keep saying. Them and Liverpool, like you said, Bournemouth next, so mm. got to be another win and moving them closer and closer to the top three. So from Man United to Newcastle United, Newcastle United nil, Leeds nil. Yeah, wet and windy St James's, wasn't it? Um, didn't see this one coming. No. Um, although Newcastle... Are clearly missing Callum Wilson. No, he came off, came on the bench, came mm. off the bench for the last fifteen, twenty minutes. I think um, he's surely got to start against Arsenal tomorrow yeah, night if he's fit and ready mm. to go. He's, he's better option than Chris Wood. But yeah, that was, they could have moved to second if they'd have beat Leeds. But mm. Leeds, that's Leeds' first clean sheet in eight games. Well, mm. and we'll yeah, we got onto Meslier a bit later, but not really much to. No, all that's, the how said it was one of those days, and maybe that's all, if you didn't watch it, that's what you need to know is. Eddie Howe, Newcastle manager, said it was just one of those days and mm. couldn't quite get the goal. Um, yeah, for their fourth nil-nil more than any other side this season. Like I said, um, only conceded 11 goals. So mm. they're obviously very good defensively, but like you're saying, without maybe Wilson, certain players, mm. they struggle to score. Um, Fulham 2, Southampton 1. War Prowse own goal, a bit mm. unlucky in the deflection. And then he scored a lovely free kick. Well, I think that made him level or maybe just one behind David Beckham. In all time, yeah. free uh, kicks. His, his free kick record is ridiculous. Like the percentage as well is madness, mm. absolute madness. And then one-one heading into like, the last couple of minutes, Paulinho scored the winner for a flick on from the corner. He was mm-hmm. back post and headed it in. And then Mitrovic, have you seen the penalty? Yeah, I did. Did I you did. see how it got given? Just that shambles of defending. Uh, a bit of mix up between the goalkeeper and um, the defender. I think I watched it. I can't remember. And though. then they sandwiched Dan James. <laughs> 
no, the Bazunu, no. remember the penalty though. Bazunu um, sandwiched Dan James between that nutter. Um, I can't remember the nutty defenders. Mitrovic missed the penalty last minute. Yeah, terrible. Not really much to write home about. No, it's probably just a bit of a mixed bag, wouldn't it? Like you said, Warpath scores own goal, scores a brilliant free kick. Fulham win 2-1 but miss a penalty. Yeah, it was a random old game. Like I mentioned last week, Fulham look a good little team. That's yeah, another win for them. 25 points, 17 games, like we said. 11 points with Chelsea. Exactly, 7th with Chelsea. They're just a good... They're, I used to... Not, I, don't, not, I don't like Fulham, but Fulham of old, that sort of like Europa League or European side every now and then, finish ninth, 8th, mm. maybe lower than that, slightly lower than mid-table, but... Always like a good team, wouldn't they? Craven Cottage is like an old school ground, just a, a good side. And yeah, this year, 25 points from 17 games is quite impressive, really. Mm-hmm. Moving on to a team that hasn't been impressing recently and had a shambles on Boxing Day was Palace. And well, Bournemouth Palace, sorry. Um, Palace, I thought, we could, they strolled this, really. Um, Bournemouth had an early penalty shout that was nowhere near a penalty. And then... Um, Ayu scored a header from a corner. So Bournemouth considered the most goals of corners all season of any other team. And both goals came from corners. Um, Ayu had a flick on a lovely little header after the 90 minutes. And then Eze, you've seen Eze's goal. Oh, At least say with a lovely water. drilled yeah. across. And then he's... The one from outside the, yeah, outside the box. Water, flicked right. it in. Lovely. Got luck. Got right across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great technique. 2-0. Pretty much game done and dusted, really. Yeah, that was Bournemouth considered th- like those two goals. Their 10th and 11th goal from a set piece yesterday. The second Palace was sort of a outside the box shot, but still from a set piece, and yeah, it just shows they've got loads of loads of problems at Bournemouth. Six to def- uh, six defeats, six defeat in seven games. Yes, yeah, just slipping and spiralling out of control. I think, and they're yeah, getting not. away with it, aren't they? I think because they think they're doing all right because they're they're in that position, but really they're they're just headed in one direction. That's down, isn't it? Yeah, they got one win. They're like you said, one win in the last five. May not away next. Mm. They're 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 only outside the relegation zone on two points, and that's because they started the season really quite well. But mm. they've soon, like you said, no, was it no win in seven? You said or six six, six lot in seven? seven yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. That's yeah, really not good. They are slowly, slowly, well, they're not slowly anymore. They're rapidly falling down the table. Yeah, and and I know that we said it before they they got battered by Liverpool, didn't they? But their goal, they've goals conceded thirty six. They're mm. just I don't know how to be honest. I'm, obviously they've. One four drawn drawn four. That's why they're fifteenth. But it just seems every week Bournemouth lose, Bournemouth yeah. lose, Bournemouth lose. So yeah, um, that that rounds up rounds up all the um, the remaining games. Yeah, um, and that's a nice little segue to our team of the week. I think so. I think so. We were discussing the two goalkeepers, goalkeepers, and we were between De Gea and Meslier, but we decided to go with um, Meslier mm. as um, was it his first clean sheet in first clean sheet in eight, eight and games. I think he got. They were giving him man a match. Mm. Um, I think he made like five saves. Not, mm. I don't know the um, ins and outs of those saves, but yeah, I just thought we thought over over the hay in that obviously Leeds away at Newcastle was mm. a bigger bigger game up. Um, keeping a clean sheet is a bigger bigger moment for them. I can't picture many goalkeepers keeping clean sheets at um, oh, St James Park this season. Obviously, apart from Nick Pope, but yeah. So we thought he'd go in there. And then we've gone for a defence. Um, I'll start with Ben Godfrey. Yeah. Thought he got the under menace. the robot skin. Yeah, First game since the start of the season. Yeah. Played really, really well. Yeah. That, yeah. True. I didn't really think about. It, but yeah. First game back from his 
horrific injury. And so. he's chucked Haaland. There you go. Deal with yeah. that, mate. <laughs> That's so true. What? I do, yeah, I haven't even clocked that. Yeah, he's up against probably one of the most dangerous strikers yeah. in the world. Yeah. And yeah, then no, good game, really, really yeah. good game. And then do you want to talk about your mate, Mr. So? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, Sergio. Yeah, what a man. What a man. Getting back. You've paid. You've paid money to watch this man live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, to be honest, I don't really know if he was any good, but that goal, chest and the little control volley mm. against that horrible club, Chelsea, mm. is pretty good. So. You're getting in the team. Yeah, you're <laughs> captain, leader, legend, I think, for this week. Um, Odegaard was in the team last week, but mm. I could not put him in this week. of goal and another yeah, I mean, assist. I said to Tate, you can pick one Arsenal player this week. <laughs> you got Odegaard in, so... No, he was good. No, that, I think that assist alone gets you in the team. That is a yeah. ridiculous pass. <laughs> Um, and then Elise, um, with Michael Elise, I think it is, yeah. um, got two assists. And actually, Griff asked a good question last week. If you could really sign a player, and I said Trossard at the time, but he's one player I would really like. Yeah, he's, he's young, I think he's like 21. Plays off that right hand side, left footed, similar to Saka. So if Saka injured or understudy or yeah. cup games, Europa League games, he's a player I really like the look of. Mm. He's good, wasn't he? Good, mm. good game against um, Bournemouth. And then we. Um, had the vote between Marcus Rashford and you pronounced his name earlier Awani is it Awani Awani uh, Awani yeah Tywo it might be Tywo but first name uh, last name Awani there were that was the fan vote yeah did you have the results there uh, yeah Rashford fifty six percent fifty six percent so Rashford gets in yeah already played one uh, just forty five minutes wasn't it yeah yeah not bad yeah we got the winner got scored another one he actually got man of the match as well in that game yeah um but no, yeah, that's he's a, good. But then, I, just on that, I, like on that little moment of uh, Ten Hag, just, just I think that's correct w- thing to do. Like people mm. are saying, oh, it's detrimental to your team and stuff. But no, he's got his rules, and his rules are simple. I'm sure the rules are, don't be late for meetings, and when you turn up, bring everything you need that you're required, and we'll be absolutely fine. And mm. he was late, and that's the punishment. As simple as that. That's that sets the tone for the rest of rest of the team. It's one of them tough ones though, because remember. Asked, uh, I tried to do it with Aubameyang against Spurs mm. and he turned up late and was on the bench if you win fantastic I mean yeah don't, like, the, if the, they're drawn the that 0-0 yeah. and he hadn't and played then yeah yeah, you you have to do it you have to, be, you have to do what's right as a manager mm. and put your authority in but does your authority then override is your, then you get then, you, then the media will go oh your ego's too big he's yeah. been like a Mourinho he's doing this he's that but then it, like people say oh just find him just find him but then I'm thinking that wouldn't it just that wouldn't work because play like for example Rashford he wouldn't t- he'd turn up late all the time mm. turn up late for training whatever he wouldn't do certain things wear certain things because he knows oh, I'll just get a fine I'll get a, mm. a certain amount of fine by the end of the year is what it is I'm still playing every week so mm. no I agree I think Ten Hag's done the right thing especially where the Ronaldo sagas mm. now ended you didn't have to make a stamp and be like yeah. right he's I'm in charge he's now yeah. left the club I'm now in charge I'm the biggest personality in this club now yeah, yeah. But no, like you said, the scenario couldn't have gone any better. Come on, won the game for him. It's pretty good. But yeah, no, it's good. Good to see. Um, but yeah, that's our team of the week. Meslier, Godfrey, Aurier, <laughs> Odegaard, Elise, and that man, Marcus Rashford. Right. We'll move on to our penultimate segment, winner and loser of the week. Um, do you want to start off your winner? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gone for Damari Gray's goal slash the Everton away end. Mm. Um, like we said mentioned earlier but yeah brilliant strike on the counter came out of nothing against obviously Man City away at the Etihad 
Um, and yeah, just more. It was more for obviously the goal was brilliant, but the I've been to Etihad. I've seen Tottenham get absolutely smashed there, and that that whole way, and you're obviously surrounded by them, and it's just a it's a put on TV. It's a really really good away end to look at, and yeah, they obviously celebrated the goal brilliantly. But that's the first time that that away Everton's away following have celebrated a goal at the Etihad. That has been an equaliser or a goal to take the lead since Wayne Rooney's strike in 2017. Bloody hell. And that day they drew 1-0 and uh, Wayne Rooney put 1-0 up. So, and that was also the last time they didn't lose at the Etihad. So everything put together. I mean, they've scored at the Etihad recently, they've, but they've, they've lost. They've never, mm. they've never beat them, never drawn. Um, and yeah, it was a brilliant goal, brilliant celebration after. as my winner of the week, the Morrow Gray's goal at Etihad. I think they've lost their last nine to um. Oh, their record! I saw it. Their record's awful. They've been all obviously at home. They might have picked up a draw here and there, but at, mm. away at City, they've been dreadful. Mm. No, I like that. Well done. Um, no, my winner is sorry. I just had to check there because um, I had to update my notes. Um, my winner is Michael Carrick. Oh, so interesting. I don't know if you know, but he's now in charge of Middlesbrough. Yep. Today was his tenth game in charge. Just updating as we speak. Um, he took over in October, and they were twenty second in the league. He's now played. Te- he's now managed ten games, seven wins, one draw, two losses, and as of podcast recording, they're now fifth. So he's taken from twenty second to fifth. That's pretty mad. <laughs> um, seven wins. Um, I did put the two points off playoffs. They're now in the playoffs, and they've literally just. I think the whistle was gone about half an hour ago. Uh, just won three one away at Birmingham. Bad deal. Um, and also on that, they've got Tuba Akpom. I've seen. Yeah, I know they've got that striker. Arsenal player. I remember watching him when. I mean, I was God knows how young, but he he was eighteen at the time on the bench for Arsenal, and he was like the next best thing to come out of Arsenal, but um, didn't quite cut it. But scored yeah. his thirteenth goal of the season today, mm. and his top goal scorer in the Championship. That's quite impressive. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say oh, it's impressive for him, but. He hasn't. I think he played for like he, some random. He played in Greece or Cyprus yeah, some somewhere. random Greek club or something, and was sort of forgotten about, I suppose. But yeah, to come back championship, that's very yeah. impressive. Yes, yeah, so that was my nice. I, like I really, I like young managers like that giving it a crack, mm. and especially just not doing a, a Lampard or and walking into a big club. Yeah. They've actually gone to. Yeah, no, I like Don't it. They? Good one. Yeah, loser of the week. Shall I go first? Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know what you've done for loser week. I've. Up until I've got here, but up until Sunday night, it was football related. <laughs> up until Sunday night, mine was football related. <laughs> oh, <laughs> does yours involve darts? Does yours involve ear defenders? <laughs> <laughs> Did you <say> yours? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, we might as well talk about it together then. Oh, that's so good. I thought you might. There might be a sneaky loser week, but yeah, as you probably notate, and but for those listening. That may not know, or if you were watching the darts, the World Championship that's been going on at Ali Pali, my loser of the week after his disgusting behaviour is Gerwin Price. Yep. The Welsh, the Welsh darts player, Dutch, the Welsh darts player who is currently number one in the world, and those disgusting ear defenders. The Iceman as well is his mm. nickname. Um. Nickname, Nick's name, the Iceman. Um, yeah, so he was, he was losing the quarterfinal against a relatively unknown German. Gabriel Clements, who's playing really well. Um, I can't remember what the score was at the time, but he was losing the game, and he come out after three sets to one, I think. Yeah, it was, he yeah. come out with the ear defenders on, and yeah, that was game over there. Because he won the first 
what's it called? Uh, uh, set leg. Set. Uh, I can't remember. He, he won the first lot, yeah. and then um, get the old ears, and then just got battered again, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And don't worry. Like, I mean, literally before that moment, I not that I like going price, but he gets a lot of abuse because he's Welsh and all the rest of it. But he gives it back, and he's like a bit of a pantomime villain. It's quite, it's quite good to watch. Quite entertaining, but the ear defenders come out. That is. Shocking, no. absolutely shocking. I mean, you could probably wear the little earbuds, because yeah. you, you can get away because they won't, so they won't be able to see them. But the no. thing, what I then watched, but when when he put them on, that's a big saying. You're annoying me now. Yeah, that's this you've is won. for you. Yeah, yeah. This is for you, right? I'm going to make a point about mm. shutting you up here. But then he wasn't any better. Like, I just find no. it so bizarre. Like I, I've got here, but I said that's got to be one of the most embarrassing. Shocking moments, deci- like decisions, whatever you want to call it, from a sports person ever. Any sport, male, female, any level, that is got to be up there as one of the worst things a sports person has ever done. And then he released a statement on his Instagram so he's not going to come back anymore. Yeah, he might not come <laughs> petulant back. Petulant child, like that's what I've said. Yeah, took to Instagram and suggested he may never play in a championship again. Yeah, so, go in price, loser a week, quality. Shambles. Yeah. No, that's very well. We got the same one. Before that, it wasn't me. What face for the? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, I was. I'm annoying about him because I would have had a look at the football, but yeah, I went for going. That was shambles. No, I like that. Right, let's head back to the teaser before we close out the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gavin Bazunu saved his first ever Premier League penalty against Alexander Mitrovic on Saturday, but which goalkeeper saved the most penalties in Premier League history? Most penalty save Premier League history. Mm. It can't be Lloris. <laughs> I was about to say it's not Lloris. <laughs> Definitely not Lloris. Lloris say five, though. I did check that. Mm. No, it can't be Lloris. Old school. Old school. Old school. You know what? We bought him. This man played for Tottenham. And we bought him, and when we bought him, it was like he was, he was really good at shootouts. I think we even played against him, and he might have saved a couple pennies. But my first guess, I'm going to go Aurelio Gomez. Aurelio Gomez is in his joint second. Oh, nine. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's quite because he obviously played for Watford as well. I don't know if he, yeah. I don't know how many he saved for us, but I knew when we got him, he was a joke at penalties. So, um, so there's a number one, and then there's three on nine. Jesus. So. Yeah. Gomez is one of them. Gomez is one of the ones on nine. Uh, hmm. Who saved this year? That's oh, there's got to be a few old ones in there, aren't there? It has to be. Yeah, they're they're all they're all pretty old. Cause <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, Gomez. Who's played loads of games? That's what I'm trying to think. Who's just been a bit about. And He's in there. There's a man we both listen to. Yeah. Has to, uh, Foster. Yep, he's saved nine as well. Yeah, ben, because purely on the fact that he's played about four million games yeah. <laughs> as a prem. So just by numbers, he has he's to He's probably considered the most penalties as yeah. well. Yeah. Who's the most? Um, I can't think of number one. Um, I would have probably gone with Gomez as number one. Foster's up there. My le- final guess, I'm going to go... 
purely on again games played. I'm gonna go Petr Cech. No. 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 Cech was five penalties, I think. So oh really? Very sure. Oh really? Um, the other one in the top three, so on the, on the or joint second, should I say, was Robert Green. Really? With nine. I would never have got his name. And the winner, the top one with eleven, still plays in the Premier League. Lucas Fabianski. Really? Yeah. Bloody hell. 11 penalties. I think he saved like five or six last year. Yeah, he saved maybe one or two this year, but I think mm. last season, yeah. That's, yeah. I, mean, again, I was I more surprised when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a very good record. Well, obviously it's number one, but yeah, yeah that's very impressive. 11 is a joke. Mm. But yeah. Good question. Go. Again, I like it. Yeah. I try not to give you any clues about playing still. I was just yeah. like, don't look at me. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, does he still play? I was just uh, like, don't look at me. Have, yeah. I like it. Yeah, so Lucas Fabianski, congratulations on that record. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much rounds up the podcast. Yeah, I think it was good effort. Hour and 45 as we, as we tick over. Yep. Um, I hope you enjoy listening to this on your morning commute to work tomorrow. Yeah, your new year, start. why not start listening to Talking yeah. Loyal? And you've had a nice Christmas break and Happy New Year to you all. Yeah, once again, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying it. And we'll keep keep passing it on, sharing it, all that good stuff. And we'll be back next week. Let's take care. Stay loyal. Stay loyal.